Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story. This is Chelsea. I'm here with my co-host Ryan, and we have the pleasure of recording with Lindsay Lotzball today. Hey. And we are in Psalms. I was going to say still in Psalms, but for me, it's only been two days. <laughs> we're still here. It's the second day. Uh, we're wow. reading Psalm 75 through 78, right? Yep, and right. lots of history in here. Yeah. What'd you guys think? Don't everybody go at once. <laughs> so my ideal situation was we go to Lindsay first, and I could think about, based on what Lindsay said, what I wanted to say. Um no, I think I think as I'm reading through the thing that I noticed several times, I think a lot of these are songs of Asaph. They may all be, actually. I think they are, yeah. Um, and one is to be sung to the tune of Do Not Destroy, which... That, well, we actually sang that right before we started. It's a, it's a good tune. <laughs> I think tune. we sang that at our church this weekend. Yeah. I love that good worship it sounds song, a lot like Do Not Destroy. <laughs> you know, it's very similar to... I lose uh, myself in it, yeah. Yeah. It sounds kind of Mennonite-y. Uh, it, it does. You know, Do Not Destroy would sound really good in four-part harmony <laughs> with no instruments, especially not drums. That would really rock, I think. Anyway. It's probably in the red hymnal. If there's Mennonites out there, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I think that Asaph has a really great handle on history. I think that is the thing that sticks out to me, like the broad sweeping scope of all these psalms. It seems like, actually, it seems like they're in a little bit of a order, which I guess they are. Maybe <laughs> chronological Not by order. mistake, they are in order. But he actually goes, um, it just feels like he's making this developed case. Uh, I think, Lindsay, it was you that was talking about like unfaithfulness versus faithfulness. Yeah. Um, so going pretty far back to talk about what, what God was doing, what the people were doing, um, all the way through to the end of 78, where he talks about like, God will take care of these people. Um, and I guess... The question was, at the end of 78, is he talking about God? Is he talking about David? Um, just basically saying, like, someone with a true heart and leading with skillful hands, like, God will see this through, I think. And whether or not it, that's about David, maybe he's talking about David doing this, maybe he's talking about God doing this. Um, but the hand on history is what sticks out to me, like, know your history. I know we talked about that some just even before we turn this on. Uh, it's a valuable thing to know what's up. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. And I think I love the the development of this. Cause it's not just one story where you're like, yeah, man, God really bailed him out there. It's like story after story after story mm-hmm. where the people, God's chosen people prove themselves to be pretty faithless and untrusting. It says that they did not trust God. They even often tested him. It says they rebelled against him. They were faithless. They angered God. Mm-hmm. Like these are all, quotes from the Psalms, Mm -hmm. and yet God was faithful. He did allow judgment to come upon them at times, and He disciplined them, but He repeatedly came back and cared for them and was faithful. And I think, I just am reminded, like, if I'm truly an honest person before God, God is the hero of my story. And I think today, when we recount kind of our lives, or we even affirm other people, it's like, you are so great. You are God's chosen person. You are so special to God. And we say it in kind of a way like, you're you're the amazing one in your story. Mm. And I'm the amazing one in my story. And I think that's kind of the temptation in our current culture. Mm. But when we read this, it doesn't diminish their value to God, but it does 
give an accurate picture that God is the hero of our story. He is the faithful one. And that actually gives us hope for the future. My specialness does not give me hope for my future. But my eyes wide open and look at my past and the past of my family and the past of God's people, I'm so reminded that even when we are faithless, God will be faithful. It's not all on my shoulders, actually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that really stood out to me. In Psalm 77, it starts off with just, he's moaning, he's praying all night long, he can't sleep, he's too distressed to pray, he's suffering. And I was reading that and thinking about my, like, I'm a recent season of suffering and just, like, not being able to sleep. And I was so overwhelmed and I was so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but he goes to, he says those things. I love how the Psalms gives us words to go with our feelings. Like you can literally pray this when you're in a season of suffering, but then he says all those things and he ends with history again. So he goes back to like, again, not back to even how Lord has rescued him or the person writing the Psalm, but back to like Israel and how like the Red Sea trembled before God. Um, And that's where he understands God's faithfulness, just even back way back in history going back to that. That's my favorite part of Psalm 77. When the Red Sea saw you, O God, its waters looked and trembled. The sea quaked to its very depths. The clouds poured down rain. The thunder rumbled in the sky. Basically, like, it's a different way of looking at that Red Sea story. Like, the Red Sea didn't see Moses standing there and was like, oh, shoot, better shoot up in the sky now. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's Moses. (laughs) Um, it, 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 it. the water was understanding of the power of God and the water responded to the authority of God. And talking about the importance of looking at history, um, that's, that's God. Like that's the God we're serving today that, Mm -hmm. that the water was afraid of and stood up. Like Mm. that's our God. It's cool. Uh, It's very cool to me. It's like, Oh, there's, there's a lot of power to that. It's not, you know, God has not stopped working in our world. He He's never given up. He's never disappeared. And so when we are crying out to God, we're crying out to the God who split the Red Sea, who made water come out of rocks, who made food come from the sky. That's the God that we serve. He hasn't changed. He hasn't went away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's there's power in crying out to God. And I think sometimes in my own experience, I can just think of God as like, well, God's God of my church. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like he is God of the church. But he's actually a lot bigger than what goes on in our service. He's actually a lot bigger than what we see on Instagram and like those cool little quote squares. Yeah. Like God split the sea. Like he's going to take care of you. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been doing it for all of history. A long time. Longer than any of this confusing nonsense. Yes. <laughs> this, and it, it does. It gives us perspective because it's easy to panic, turn on the news, yeah. look and be like chickens running around. The sky is falling. The sky is right. falling. And the psalmist reminds us, actually, God holds up the sky yeah. with his words. And and even when he's writing the psalms, he's talking about pretty old history. Like, it's yeah. it's not, I mean, it's obviously more recent to him than it is to us. But it's not like that happened two years before. Like, right. he's looking at pretty old history, encouraging people through his work. Right. And then the very next psalm talks about how it's important to pass that down to the next generation. Oh, man. Got to pass it down. I remember when I, so I lived in Africa for 15 years. And one of the things that was really hard as a Westerner was Africans would sit and talk a lot. Yeah. Like it was a lot of talking and a lot of like one person would just talk and talk and talk. And as Westerners and lots of Westerners would struggle, like we're wasting our time. Why are we just sitting here talking? But they so valued sitting and 
talking for hours, telling the stories from the past. Mm -hmm. And you would hear them over and over <laughs> and over again. Um, and because they wanted to pass on the faithfulness of God. Mm -hmm. They wanted to pass on those stories. And I looked at it and I realized so many of the Westerners were very shallow in their faith, mm -hmm. very just swayed by any wind of ideas that came along, and the Africans would suffer for God very easily. I mean, that was nothing to them, and I do think a lot of it was because they were so grounded in generational understanding of God's mm. faithfulness. Yeah, that's true. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, wait. <laughs> What's the moral of that story? I, I was just I actually thinking, like, I went, to a, I went to a family reunion this weekend, which I think there's, those things are becoming few and far between, actually. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's several generations present and like, how cool would it be? And I know this is kind of old school to talk about family reunions, I guess, but how cool would it be if it, the stories that are being told are of, of the faithfulness of God to that particular family? Yeah. Like a lot of times it's fun to tell like funny stories Yeah, and like, Oh, I remember we were looking at like old pictures, like the whole like sepia, like very <laughs> old school pictures. Uh, but how cool if the focus is like, Hey, this is how God served great grandma. Yeah. This is how God served grandma. Like. God is faithful to this family. God's going to be faithful to your kids and their kids. Yeah. That's very awesome. And yeah. even take time sometimes to read, obviously to read scripture daily, but sometimes to take time with someone older than you to yeah. just ask Definitely. them, yeah. tell me a story. Like, what was it like for you to follow God when you were in your 20s? Mm -hmm. And to hear those stories. And a lot of times we don't hear it not because we don't ask. And that could be something people could go out and do this week. That's pretty easy. Yeah, maybe they haven't asked someone or even a grandparent before, or great-grandparent before they yeah. pass, that we're missing out on the stories of faithfulness. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And even our stories to our kids. I mean, yeah. it could be not just a family reunion thing, but like a daily thing. Okay, how have we seen God's faithfulness today? Yeah. And our kids aren't going to learn that, you know, on their own. They're yeah. going to have to find it out from us. Yeah. So. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to God's Whole Story. We appreciate uh, that you're taking a moment of your day to listen to the scripture. Uh, we do encourage you, pick one of these psalms, meditate on one of these psalms today, see what it is that God is speaking to you through them. Uh, we'll see you again tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Psalm 75. We thank you, O God. We give thanks because you are near. People everywhere tell of your wonderful deeds. God says, at the time I have planned, I will bring justice against the wicked. When the earth quakes and people live in turmoil, I am the one who keeps its foundations firm. I warned the proud, stop your boasting. I told the wicked, don't raise your fists. Don't raise your fists in defiance at the heavens or speak with such arrogance. For no one on earth from east or west or even from the wilderness should raise a defiant fist. It is God alone who judges. For he decides who will rise and who will fall. For the Lord holds a cup in his hand that is full of foaming wine mixed with spices. He pours out the wine in judgment, and all the wicked must drink it, draining it to the dregs. But as for me, I will always proclaim what God has done. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. For God says, I will break the strength of the wicked, but I will increase the power of the godly. Psalm 76 God is honored in Judah. His name is great in Israel. Jerusalem is where he lives. Mount Zion is his home. There he has broken the fiery arrows of the enemy, the shields and swords and weapons of war. You are glorious and more majestic than the everlasting mountains. Our boldest enemies have been plundered. They lie before us in the sleep of death. No warrior could lift a hand against us. At the blast of your breath, O God of Jacob, their horses and chariots lay still. 
No wonder you were greatly feared. Who can stand before you when your anger explodes? From heaven you sentenced your enemies. The earth trembled and stood silent before you. You stand up to judge those who do evil, O God, and to rescue the oppressed of the earth. Human defiance only enhances your glory, for you use it as a weapon. Make vows to the Lord your God and keep them. Let everyone bring tribute to the awesome one, for he breaks the pride of the princes, and the kings of the earth fear him. Psalm 77. I cry out to God. Yes, I shout. Oh, that God would listen to me. When I was in deep trouble, I searched for the Lord. All night long I prayed with hands lifted toward heaven, but my soul was not comforted. I think of God and I moan, overwhelmed with the longing for his help. You don't let me sleep. I'm too distressed even to pray. I think of the good old days, long since ended, when my nights were filled with joyful songs. I search my soul and ponder the difference now. Has the Lord rejected me forever? Will he never again be kind to me? Is his unfailing love gone forever? Have his promises permanently failed? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he slammed the door on his compassion? And I said, this is my fate. The Most High has turned his hand against me. But then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. O God, your ways are holy. Is there any God as mighty as you? You are the God of great wonders. You demonstrate your awesome power among the nations. By your strong arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. When the Red Sea saw you, O God, its waters looked and trembled. The sea quaked to its very depths. The clouds poured down rain. The thunder rumbled in the sky. Your arrows of lightning flashed. Your thunder roared from the whirlwind. The lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your road led through the sea, your pathway through the mighty waters, a pathway no one knew was there. You led your people along that road like a flock of sheep, with Moses and Aaron as their shepherds. Psalm 78. O my people, listen to my instructions. Open your ears to what I'm saying, for I will speak to you in a parable. I will teach you hidden lessons from our past, stories we have heard and known, stories our ancestors handed down to us. We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power and his mighty wonders. For he issued his laws to Jacob. He gave his instructions to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children. So the next generation might know them, even the children not yet born, and they in turn will teach their own children. So each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his commands. Then they will not be like their ancestors, stubborn, rebellious, and unfaithful, refusing to give their hearts to God. The warriors of Ephraim, though armed with bows, turned their backs and fled on the day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant and refused to live by his instructions. They forgot what he had done, the great wonders he had shown them, the miracles he did for their ancestors on the plain of Zon in the land of Egypt. For he divided the sea and led them through, making the water stand up like walls. In the daytime he led them by a cloud, and all night by a pillar of fire. He split open the rocks in the wilderness to give them water, as from gushing a spring. He made streams pour from the rock, making the waters flow down like a river. Yet they kept on sinning against him, rebelling against the Most High in the desert. They stubbornly tested God in their hearts, demanding the foods they craved. 
They even spoke against God himself, saying, God can't give us food in the wilderness. Yes, he can strike a rock so water gushes out, but he can't give his people bread and meat. When the Lord heard them, he was furious. The fire of his wrath burned against Jacob. Yes, his anger rose against Israel, for they did not believe God or trust him to care for them. But he commanded the skies to open. He opened the doors of heaven. He rained down manna for them to eat. He gave them bread from heaven. They ate the food of angels. God gave them all they could hold. He released the east wind in the heavens and guided the south wind by his mighty power. He rained down meat as thick as dust, birds as plentiful as the sand on the seashore. He caused the birds to fall within their camp and all around their tents. The people ate their fill. He gave them what they craved. But before they satisfied their craving, while the meat was yet in their mouths, the anger of God rose against them, and he killed their strongest men. He struck down the finest of Israel's young men. But in spite of this, the people kept sinning. Despite his wonders, they refused to trust him. So he ended their lives in failure, their years in terror. When God began killing them, they finally sought him. They repented and took God seriously. Then they remembered that God was their rock, that God most high was their redeemer. But they all gave him, all they gave him was lip service. They lied to him with their tongues. Their hearts were not loyal to him. They did not keep his covenant. Yet he was merciful and forgave their sins and did not destroy them all. Many times he held back his anger and did not unleash his fury. For he remembered that they were merely mortal, gone like the breath of wind that never returns. Oh, how often they rebelled against him in the wilderness and grieved his heart in that dry wasteland. Again and again they tested God's patience and provoked the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power and how he rescued them from their enemies. They did not remember his miraculous signs in Egypt, his wonders on the plain of Zon. For he turned their rivers into blood, so no one could drink from the streams. He sent vast swarms of flies to consume them and hordes of frogs to ruin them. He gave their crops to caterpillars. Their harvest was consumed by locusts. He destroyed their grapevines with hail and shattered their sycamore figs with sleet. He abandoned their cattle to the hail, their livestock to bolts of lightning. He loosed on them his fierce anger, all his fury, rage, and hostility. He dispatched against them a band of destroying angels. He turned his anger against them. He did not spare the Egyptians' lives, but ravaged them with the plague. He killed the oldest son in each Egyptian family, the flower of youth throughout the land in Egypt. But he led his own people like a flock of sheep, guiding them safely through the wilderness. He kept them safe so they were not afraid, but the sea covered their enemies. He brought them to the border of his holy land, to this land of hills he had won for them. He drove out the nations before them. He gave them their inheritance by lot. He settled the tribes of Israel into their homes. But they kept testing and rebelling against God Most High. They did not obey His laws. They turned back and were as faithless as their parents. They were as undependable as a crooked bow. They angered God by building shrines to other gods. They made Him jealous with their idols. When God heard them, He was very angry, and He completely rejected Israel. Then He abandoned His dwelling at Shiloh, the tabernacle where He had lived among the people. He allowed the ark of His might to be captured. He surrendered his glory into enemy hands. He gave his people over to be butchered by the sword because he was so angry with his own people, his special possession. Their young man, men were killed by fire. 
Their young women died before singing their wedding songs. Their priests were slaughtered, and their widows could not mourn their deaths. Then the Lord rose up as though waking from sleep, like a warrior aroused from a drunken stupor. He routed his enemies and sent them to eternal shame, but he rejected Joseph's descendants. He did not choose the tribe of Ephraim. He chose instead the tribe of Judah and Mount Zion, which he loved. There he built his sanctuary as high as the heavens, as solid and enduring as the earth. He chose his servant David, calling him from the sheep pens. He took David from tending the ewes and lambs and made him the shepherd of Jacob's descendants, God's own people, Israel. He cared for them with a true heart and led them with skillful hands. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day. Hey guys, thanks so much to listening. Uh, thanks so much to listening. <laughs> thanks so much for your ears. Bye. That should be at the end of the description.